March 24th, 2020. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of That's What G Said, a podcast. And you know whose birthday it is today. March the 24th. You know whose birthday it is today. The Undertaker. Yeah, I know. Everybody was was excited for that. WWE's The Undertaker. As a kid growing up, as a big wrestling fan, I was always uh, it was always so pumped that I shared a birthday with The Undertaker. I thought that was one of the coolest things in the world. So, yeah, this guy right here, 33 years old today, old man. That was the uh, the age of uh, of Jesus, right? When uh, when when he was crucified. So that's always a nice uh, a nice way to start the show, talking about that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, hope everybody's doing okay out there. It's uh quarantine time everybody's staying in hopefully uh your family are are all healthy and everybody's doing well and this is a really cool for me this is my first birthday ever with uh being a dad first birthday ever with a little man so very exciting there and uh you know there's not just horse racing and wrestling going on right now so we don't have you know baseball basketball football soccer um are not currently underway but there's still a lot of news in the world of sports, in particular in the NFL the last couple of weeks with free agency. So later uh, this week on the the Friday episode that will come out of That's What G Said, I just set up a bunch of interviews for that Friday show. So we're going to have Eric Toflin, who's going to come on and talk NFL with us. We're going to go through all of the big free agency moves. We're going to talk um, who did well, who's struggling, who needs to, still to make a few moves, Who? what the hell are some teams doing. We're going to go through all the free agency stuff later on this week, so keep uh, your ear out for that one. That'll be on Friday if you're a football fan and you just want to hear where everyone's going. There is a ton of movement this year. We'll have uh, Chad Cooper back on. He will focus a little bit more on the Texans and some of the moves they made, and then we'll do the same thing that we did with Chad last week. We'll, we'll, we'll recap uh, the wrestling shows. Monday Night Raw just went. We'll get some of his thoughts on Monday Night Raw. We can talk about All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, which goes on Wednesday, and we can go through some of the new uh, WrestleMania matches and some of the new buzz out there with Chad. And then we're going to have Andrew Champagne and Darren Zocali on for a WrestleMania rewatch. We're going to go through and recap WrestleMania 3 when Hulk Hogan slammed Andre the Giant and uh, a match on the undercard that many feel is the greatest WrestleMania match ever where you had the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship. We're going to go through that pay-per-view match by match. We're going to give some thoughts on each one. It's kind of the overall lay of the land. What was going on in the WWE back in 1987 for WrestleMania 3. And then we're going to have John Stetton on. So, wow. I mean, it's taken me five minutes just to introduce the show later on this week because we're going to have four guests on the show. John is going to come on and we're going to break down the Gulfstream Park Florida Derby Saturday card. So, just a loaded, loaded show. So, if you need a little, a little getaway, a little bit of escape, there's a lot going on in the world. Make sure you subscribe to That's What G Said because we're going to keep pumping out shows for you each and every week, whether it be horse racing, sports news, um, television shows, wrestling, you name it. We can cover it here. We'll give you an opportunity to kind of turn your brain off maybe for a little while and uh, and just relax and and uh, get entertained and hear, hear some of the information and the, the news going on in the uh, in the sporting world. So let's jump into some of, the, uh, some of the recent stories. What's made things a little bit weird in the NFL – is that the doctors have discontinued physicals until the health crisis is done. So a lot of these teams that are trying to get deals done haven't been able to 
officially get some of their deals done because the physicals haven't been able to go through because of everything happening right now. So just something to keep in mind as, you know, this continues to go on and on and on. It's harder to make a deal and it's harder to get some of these deals done until you know for sure that everything is on the up and up with someone's health. What a weird uh, week or two it's been for the Patriots, right? If you're a fan of the Patriots, there have been two players that you basically don't remember a Patriots team without. Tom Brady, who's gone, and then Steven Goskowski. 14 seasons for the kicker with the Patriots. Um, he creates more space for them. He had hip surgery that um, he, he didn't play the full 2019 surgery because of uh, 2019 season because of his hip surgery. He's been the full-time kicker back uh, since 2006. He replaced Adam Vinatieri. He is the all-time leading scorer in the franchise. He has been in six Super Bowls, which he's only one of three players to appear in at least six Super Bowls. <laughs> Tom Brady and Mike Lodish is the other. And at 36 years old, he was the Patriots' longest tenured player. Now and after Tom Brady just signed with the the Bucks last week, so he was the, the longest tenured tenured player for about a week or so. They just to go through some of the numbers for for Goskowski, which are unbelievable. He ends with an eighty seven point four percent success rate on field goals and a ninety eight point three percent success rate on extra points. He is the Patriots' all-time franchise leader in successful field goals and successful successful extra points and a three-time Super Bowl champion. The If you're talking about the Patriots' franchise leaders for field goals made, he has 374. Next and second, Adam Vinatieri, 263. So he's got over 110 more field goals made than the next best in Patriots history. Extra points, 653 extra points made. Vinatieri had 367. And his field goals made 50-plus yards. Goskowski had 25 50-plus yarders. He had 96 in the 40-49 to 49 yard range. And he's hit some big, big kicks. So really weird to see the Patriots go back out of the field this year and no Brady and no Goskowski. The Rams released a new logo. There was a lot of weird uncertainty about this logo because one of them got leaked, but it wasn't the actual the the Rams logo. I like the one with the Ram. It it it's good. The colors they make me want to vomit because they're kind of Bruiny UCLA colors, but but it, it, I think it looks pretty good. I like the I like the the Ram logo with the Ram. Not the 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 wording is okay, but the one with the LA I don't like. The one that's all written out is fine. They have a couple different um, logos, so if you're a Rams fan, go check those out. But the the one with the Ram I, I like that a little bit. Uh, a couple other NFL news uh, items: Redskins traded for Kyle Allen, so the the they have Allen there to go along with Haskins, someone who can. Help if if Haskins isn't quite the guy, but not necessarily someone who they have to build their whole team and franchise around moving forward. So Allen, the type of guy who, who would be a pretty serviceable back backup who you can maybe plug in and play if need be. Sometimes the and then the Panthers they released Cam Newton. So we'll talk a little bit more about this in a couple days with Eric. But who's going to jump in now and take a swing on Cam Newton? Patriots. Maybe the Chargers, since they have Tyrod Taylor there, you take a swing on Newton. If it doesn't work, you have Tyrod, two quarterbacks who are kind of mobile. Um, maybe you can kind of run similar offenses with the two of them. 
I mean, the Raiders, they picked, they took a shot with Mariota. Did they, you know, take a, a swing there? Uh, what about the Bears? They traded for Foles. Um, any other teams that you can think of that maybe need a quarterback, are they going to go take a shot with Cam now? Much more football talk on the next episode of That's What G Said. Other uh, news and notes in the sports world. South Korea canceled the... Korean Basketball League which it's a a, a little bit of a, a sad, sad because what happened just a few weeks ago it had looked like a week ago it looked like the Korean Basketball League was going to be able to resume around March the 29th but they will not do so and it's one of those things where as being in the US we're trying to look to other countries who have kind of been down the road of coronavirus and seeing how they're able to get back to you know stabilization and a lot of people were looking to the Korean Basketball League as oh look you know things are going well there this might be kind of a similar timeline that we're able to follow here in the US and now we really don't know and and obviously the really big news was the Olympics Tokyo 2020 Olympics officially postponed uh, until 2021 this is an article from Kelly Cohen on ESPN uh, never before had the Olympics games, uh, the Olympic games, been postponed or canceled for something other than war. Um, but the world has come to a grinding halt, uh, unlike any other over cor- uh, coronavirus. What felt like the last major sporting event untouched by the current strain of the coronavirus, the Olympics served as a glimmer of hope for the globe. But on Tuesday, Japan Prime Minister and uh, Olympic Committee agreed to postpone the Tokyo 2020 Olympics by about one year. The opening ceremony had been planned for July 24th. Despite the postponement, the Summer Olympics will still be called the Olympic and Paralympic Games Tokyo 2020, and the flame will also remain stored and displayed in Fukushima. Mm. Let's see. According to the statement, the World Health Organization consulted both parties on Tuesdays about what it called accelerate the accelerating pandemic. There are now more than 390,000 confirmed cases worldwide, with more than 17,000 deaths, and nearly every country has been impacted. This decision came just... 48 hours after the committee was giving itself four weeks to make the decision but as the the virus continued to spread the members of Japan's government and uh, the IOC insisted uh, were trying to insist the games could go forward Sunday statement was the first on record to acknowledge that a postponement could actually happen so um, just really just devastating news again um, the Olympics had never been rescheduled for something other than war in 1916, 1940, 1944. The games uh, were canceled because of the world wars. In addition, the impact on the athletes whose lives have now been upended by the decision, the financial impact will be staggering. The organizers of Tokyo 2020 estimated the cost to be roughly $12.6 billion, while others have put that figure closer to double that, $25 billion. The delay will also impact the billions spent by sponsors and by broadcasters. So like, all of these things... Um, just trickle down we don't even think about the layers and the layers and the layers of people that this continues to affect so just really sad news now that basically every major big major event and you know someone like me who's a big sports fan every big sporting event that was supposed to be happening over these next few months is gone we just don't know when uh, when they'll be back um, which is unfortunate and just more more negative news huh with um one of the best pitchers in baseball, you know, a few years ago, he really struggled last year, and he looked like he was getting ready to kind of buy in this year and bounce back, and that's Noah Syndergaard. 
he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery. Pitcher for the Mets you, you, with the, the, the long hair, nicknamed Thor. Um, torn ulnar collateral ligament in his pitching elbow undergo Tommy John surgery this week. Ugh, that's just a bummer. The Mets were like a really a hot buzz team. I'm going to do a full baseball preview. I actually did an interview with Ron Flatter on uh, Vegas Sports and Information Network that should be playing one of the next few days. We recorded the interview on Monday, and we talked all about uh, previewing the, the baseball season. And the Mets were kind of a hot buzz team to be like a wild card team. Their pitching staff looks you know a little bit deeper, a little bit better this year, and they have a couple... like Their, their depth is just much better than it's been in a while. Uh, unfortunate, unfortunate news. After experiencing discomfort in his elbow before spring training uh, was suspended due to the pandemic, Noah and her health and performance department have been in constant contact. Uh, based on the persistence of his symptoms, he went to physical examination, MRI, revealed the ligament tear, and a second opinion confirmed the diagnosis and the recommended uh, recommendation for surgery. He is 27, one of the hardest throwing starting pitchers in baseball history. And he threw a career high 197 and two thirds innings last year, and his ERA was a career worst 4.28. I just feel, I mean, even even when this is in the teams that you root for, right? I never, I always want to see the best play the best. I always want to see my teams beat the best, the teams that I root for play the best, and I want to see the best players out there playing against the best players. And this is the second high-profile pitcher to need Tommy John surgery in recent days. Boston Red Sox ace Chris Sale confirmed he would undergo elbow reconstructive surgery. Syndergaard was acquired by the Mets back in 2012. Um, He was an instant phenom. His fastball consistently hit 100. He ripped off sliders at... 93 he struck out 166 batters in 150 innings as a 22-year-old rookie and then in 2016 he was an all-star and posted a 260 ERA in 183 innings um yeah and so it was going to be a solid rotation it was going to be DeGrom, Syndergaard and Stroman and then they would have had Matt Porcello and Waka to fill out the last couple spots. So with you, with those three, and then Matt's, and then you kind of have like Porcello and Waka kind of eating the innings, at, at, like making starts for you at the back end. And Porcello with upside, right? He he's one of those really weird um, range type players where Porcello we've seen could be a Cy Young Award winner and then could have an awful awful year and be one of like the worst statistical pitchers in baseball. But at the back end of the bullpen, at the back end of the rotation, it would have been great. But now everybody's got to kind of move up a spot or two, and that's really going to hurt. So bummer if you are a Mets fan or just a baseball fan in general. With uh, Thor Syndergaard going to be having a major injury, he's going to be out now for a while. Let's take a quick break here. Let's hear from one of our sponsors on That's What G Said. And when we return, let's jump right into Wednesday. We're going to talk Gulfstream Park for Wednesday. We'll go through the Gulfstream Park card. I'll give you my thoughts in early pick five, then a late pick five. And then we'll go Oaklawn Park with the uh, the Oaklawn Park Thursday card. So we're going to talk some Wednesday racing from Gulfstream, some Thursday racing from Oaklawn. You know, racing's really uh, like the last thing in town, racing and wrestling. So we'll be focusing in on a lot of that over the week on That's What G Said. Let's take a quick break. 
Just wanted to remind you about one of the sponsors of That's What G Said podcast, Sarah Candle Company. Visit sarahcandles.com, C-E-R-A candles.com. Use the promo code G-I-N-O for 10% off of your entire purchase. These are all natural soy wax candle. They candles, they burn longer. They are better for you than the candles out there that have that traditional paraffin wax. Uh, I know the people from this company personally. I've grown up with them my whole life. They love candles. And the goal was to, to have an affordable candle that everyone can enjoy use that promo code G-I-N-O my favorite is fresh roses the fresh roses scent is awesome if you're a horse racing fan they got Del Mar in there you ever want to know what Del Mar smells like but you couldn't make it out there order your candle right now from Sarah Candle Company the website C-E-R-A Candles.com Sarah Candles.com promo code G-I-N-O for 10% off your purchase Okay, let's get your past performances out. March the 25th, 2020, Gulfstream Park. We're going to go to race number one, mile on the turf course here. Maiden, $16,000 claimers. These are three-year-olds. The one couldn't really build too much of a case for Crumb Cake, who uh, kind of broken awkwardly and never was really close. The two, last jet out. I think should be close early. Blinkers off. The lone turf race. Um, was it that, that bad? I, you know, I could, if you're going to, Twist my arm. I guess I could make make a little case for the two uh, last jet out. I like the three in here, who I think is one of the one of the horses to beat. This is a a love disc, and let's look at the turf form for love disc. Okay, the the last two times we've seen this one on the track, legitimate excuses faced maiden special weights, which was just too tough of a group, and then two th- two starts back broke through the gate. Um, prior to the race, and you know it wasn't terrible against Maiden Twenty Fives against a, a little bit better group. And then look, let's go back to the January twentieth race when fifth. That was actually a really good effort that day. Was asked for some speed, got hooked sixth wide, and then was waiting behind horses. It was really sneaky that day. I think he's a must use in all of your exotics. Look at the grass race on January third. So overall, his grass form is actually pretty good when you're when you're able to make excuses for a couple of them. I, I think you have to use him in most spots. Uh, the four soy Baracho, I think he's going to need to improve in this spot. I probably don't have him on, on, in most exotics. What's wrong with the five? Okay, first time gelding in here. Where's the speed in this race? Who who are we positive is going to be showing a ton of speed? I think the five's got a big shot to. To get right out front. He has legitimate sprint speed on the dirt. And he's a first time gelding. The damn one on the turf. Now he's going to stretch out with the 7 pound bug aboard. You're going to get the weight allowance. So you're going to be gunning. That's got to be the plan in here. Let's send this course as hard as we can. Let's try to get out front. Let's try to steal this race. I think the, the 5 anywhere road has a major, major shot in here. Because you look at the 11... Hero up, who's quick, right? And the 11 could be in the front, but he's coming out of route races on the grass, whereas you have a horse like Anywhere Road who has actually been involved and right up on the lead going sprint race in, in sprint races on the dirt. I think he has an opportunity to be even quicker than the 11 in here. Let's put the 5 horse in the mix, too, at a big price. The the 6 horse, Faez, is actually going to be my top selection. And, and let's look at Faez's recent grass form. You can really go back and make nice... Nice, like, case for all of his races as of late, okay? Let's go back to the last four grass races for Fayez. January the 3rd was behind a horse named King of Ranch, who is a next-out winner and has 
one, finished second, and finished third in three races since. So we're talking about King of Ranch as a really sharp horse. The third place finisher in that race, his name Bacano, came back to win a maiden 16 next out. And in that race, Fayez got pushed out five wide into the turn. He was chasing lone speed that day, King of Ranch. He got stuck inside at the rail for a bit. He stayed inside. It was not a bad effort. Let's go to January the 29th. He's tucked inside nicely, able to get into a good spot from the outside. He settles fifth. He's in the two path. He's two off. He saves the ground. He just missed second behind Hero Up, who will probably be a much shorter price in here than Fayez. February the 12th comes back. February 12th, forwardly placed, was sitting third, was a couple lengths off, takes back, gets a perfect trip, but then he's getting a perfect trip, but then he ends up getting boxed in. He tries to move up the rail, but he's stuck in a pocket with nowhere to go, and then he gets room at the top of the lane, but his his best run was just kind of like a little dulled. And he wasn't even bat again that day. He's only beaten a couple lengths on February the 12th, but when he wanted to go, he had to wait, wait, wait. And keep in mind, these are maiden... 16 claimers We're not talking about Graded stakes horses Who have the uh, Those graded stakes horses Sometimes you see them Waiting, 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 waiting Then they get room And they explode Lower level horses They don't have Multiple gears like that They can't wait When they When they're Traveling best And then still have Something left in the tank It it just doesn't work That way a lot of the time So when you see horses Get stopped at the lower levels A lot of time They can't re-rally Just because they're not Quite classy enough To do so They don't have a multiple gear Like some of those Better bred Just plain better horses do Let's go to March the 1st Fayez breaks well Secures a nice spot inside Saves the ground Is in third Second just behind the leaders Rallies up the rail Things get very tight late Only beaten You know Three quarters of a length in there And I'm, I'm really high on Fayez he, he fits with all of these in here If he's anything over like 5-1 to one, I think that's worthy of a win wager You have to use him in all of your exotics The 10 Mayito Is a deserving favorite He has a couple solid races He's going to come running I mean This is a a difficult race to kick things off though What's wrong with the 7 Barry Hill Who showed some speed in the debut He was pushed 4 wide into the turn He settled, he moved to the lead at the top of the lane Then he tired, it was a fine debut I thought Proud Country Will need to show a lot more than he showed last time out But he's still lightly raced The 9 first in line He made a slight move from the back from way out of it He faced Maiden 50s in his debut It's been a really good meet for George Weaver Who now adds the blinks on the drop in class First in line fits a lot better in this spot Than he did in his his last um, race on on February the 20th When he was just in against a little bit too tough And then you have the two horses to the outside Hero Up, who, you know, question marks can he sit and is he quick enough to to you know get the lead in here cuz if he can't get the lead i don't think he wins this race can he sit maybe he can maybe he's just better um i i don't i don't love him in here a lot of it will will come down to price but if he's one of the shorter prices in here i'm fine with going against him then in the 12 who was in tight very early he stayed inside he was saving ground he didn't have room till late but he did show some late energy So, you know, I spent a lot of time on this first race Because it was a difficult one But what I like is that I found some prices to include Those are the races where you gotta go all in If you find the price that you like So we're gonna put the 6 on top, Fayez With the 5, Anywhere Road The 3, Underneath Them, Love Disc And the 10, Mayito Those are like my top 4 The, the A horses, the top tier 6, 5, 3, 10 Then you wanna go deeper, the next tier of horses 7, 9, 11, 12 In a really difficult but fun betting race To kick off that opener at Gulfstream Park On Wednesday Let's get to race number 2 And uh, I love the 2 in here Looking fine as wine 
let's look at her grass form too. And, and just most recently, the last three starts, you can put in a line through the two start back race on February the second. Four start was pulled up. Just excuse that effort. The race on January eighth at Gulfstream was not bad behind a next out winner when didn't have the best of trips at all. Go back to November the ninth at Aqueduct. That was another good effort when beaten three quarters of a length. Had a wide trip on November the 29th. So now you start looking at a horse whose overall grass form is pretty good. And then let's go to that last effort, February the 21st. Five, six wide into the turn, lost a ton of ground. Then moves three wide, moves in between, just gets parked. And continues to work hard all the way. Gets up to second at the top of the lane to challenge. Didn't have as much left in the tank after that wide journey and fades a little bit late. But from the inside today, should save much a ton more ground and not have to be hooked so wide. The number two, looking fine as wine. We'll make a win wager on this one if we can get anything over like seven to two. Uh, the one, maybe some pace from the inside. The three, Lady Tufelsberg is a first-time starter. Blinks on the four, Wicked Hope, Uncaptured Harmony got a little action in the debut. Um, I'm not really high on any of them. Uh, the six, Garner State Park. The dam won twice on the grass. Um, this was one of the two siblings who. Tried turf one, uh, one of two siblings tried the turf and was 0 of 4 on it. I think these are connections with you know, Pletcher owns this horse and trains this horse. I think they're just you know, being very smart about where they place Garner State Park, and I'd expect her to be very, very live in here. You know, this isn't necessarily one of his best statistical categories. Pletcher going long on the grass with first time starters, he's just 21 for 205 in that. Uh, category But this horse really seems to be A nice fit in here The 7, Zandreas She's had problems at the gate She's been her own worst enemy Now she's going to go first off the claim For a very good claim barn in Peter Walder And Paco Lopez jumps aboard So you have you have a filly who's had problems Getting out of the gate And now you get a very good gate rider Who is going to get who should be able to get her to break well And just show a little bit more early speed in here Not even early speed but just not being dead last, not bumping, not breaking slow, and not just, you know, giving herself no chance with the start. Let's go with the seven. Zandrea's in some spot. Blinkers on the eight. Call me Senorita. The nine uh, miss over there. Looks like a pace factor. Uh, Tumbadora is going to go first off the claim for Safi Joseph, who has been incredible first off the claim. But I don't really like this one as much as the other Joseph in this, this spot. This one looks like speed first off the claim on the stretch out. And I think there's other speed in here. And that may not be the the, the best for Tumbadora. The 11 Harmonic Thunder probably sits a really nice trip in here. Uh, you'd have to imagine Harmonic Thunder sitting close from the outside, just within a few lengths, and on the drop should be very tough. The 12 Terrible Terra rounds out the group. So I have 2, 6, 7, 11 looking fine as wine. Is uh, my play in this race But I will use the others In uh, in a pick 5 or 2 Race number 3 You know I'm normally not the Stone cold closer From the rail type But I look at this race and I think it really sets up nicely For Baby Bell from the inside Who's going to be cutting back the 6 furlongs and, and back to the dirt Had some trouble last time out um, She just doesn't have a whole lot of speed But look at this race Next to her Champagne Bliss I think is going to be forwardly placed Is going to be closed her best races are when she's right on the front end. Corey Gal is going to be sent hard. I wouldn't be shocked to see Nose Vende show a little more speed than it looks like she has because she's actually shown good speed on the dirt. And Shell Phone, 
I mean, her her wind was going gate to wire, and she just can't seem like she, she doesn't seem like she can pass horses. And then on the outside, I think uh, Bohemian Bahamian Girl has to prove it against Open Company. I see the one getting a really nice trip in here. The two Champagne Bliss probably gets the jump on the one, and we'll have to hold off Baby Bell. So I'll use the the one two in all of your exotics, and then you want to go a little deeper. I think uh, the four No Save Vende, who's going to go third off the bench, back to the dirt, and the number three Corey Gal. So let's go one two four three with the top selection Baby Bell there in race number three. In the fourth maiden 16s mile on the turf course, let's go to the number ten Beach. Traffic. Let's go through Beach Traffic's four races on the grass. Key off the turf form. So we're going back to September the 8th at Monmouth Park against Maiden Special Weights when a fine third going long against Maiden Special Weights. Then comes back on the grass on November the 16th. And was favored against Maiden 50s and runs into traffic on the inside when traveling best. Shuffles back. Loses three lengths and the momentum just had no shot with that kind of a trip. And you don't see it Really talked about at all In in the comment lines And the running lines That was a really tough trip For beach traffic on November the 16th Comes back on January the 9th Taken back from post 10 Three deep into the turn at the back of the pack Moves up within about three lengths But the race shape was against him And that was also a maiden 32 The runner up came out of that race To win a maiden 50 next out And then was third in a $60,000 stakes That's a good strong maiden race Then on January the 29th a step slow, then forced four wide into the turn, was wide most of the way, but still kept coming late and just missed second. I love beach traffic in this spot. I just don't think a whole lot of anyone else in this group. The four, Kui, okay, sure, on paper, he looks like the one to beat, right? I, I He had bumped, he was bumped on both sides of the start, he blew the turn, he settled seven off in ninth, he was, then he got caught in between, he was three deep, um... He had to back out of a spot And then he moved up four wide to the top of the lane He just missed Like it was an eventful trip It was a tough trip He was probably the best in there My problem is Unfortunately Gomez The jockey of this course Is 6 for his last 225 I can't Confidently Back a horse like this With a jockey who's been struggling so bad Over the last two years it would be different if this was a dirt sprint Where all you have to do is kind of get a horse Out of the gate And in forwardly placed And then if they're good enough they're going to win This is a closer Who's going to have to navigate a ton of traffic And probably weave in and out of horses Come from the back Or are we going to trust that Gomez who's not riding well Is going to be able to push that button at the right time I'm not in particular, not as a horse that I can key Maybe on a deeper ticket If you go a little deeper And you kind of key in on other horses and other races But I like the 10 a lot in here And the, the 5 is my second horse I just have those two In a kind of a tier above everyone else The 5, don't tase me, bro Who's going to add the blinkers He took up badly Right after the start in the debut um, But he actually passed some horses late And it was a better effort than it looks And then in his second start he was squeezed back at the start Then he was in between horses at the rear He was pinballed back and forth And he was forced very, very wide And, you know, he, he comes out of some races That were actually pretty good The debut race There was a next out maiden special weight winner in there If he just breaks He's going to be really, really tough in here This is not a strong group I thought the nine still scheming Makes some sense in here With Jaramillo jumping aboard I wouldn't be shocked to see Just a better ride from this one And, and him a little bit more forwardly placed And sitting in a good spot And then the four I kind of have in the, the fourth spot So I have this race 10-5 In the top tier 
10-5-9-4 in race number four. Let's go to the fifth race, Gulfstream Park, maiden 56 and a half furlongs. The distance here, uh, the one simple story, zero knocks on this one. In her debut, she was three deep. She was eighth. She was six lengths off. She kept in the clear. She made a big, wide, early move all the way up to take the lead at the top of the stretch. She opened up a length, but she couldn't hold off a late challenge. She did try to battle back, though. The concern that I have with her is she hasn't raced since November. She draws the rail, and we don't know how much speed that she has. So maybe she gets stuck in a bad spot from the rail and shuffled. That's the reason why I have her in third in here. Uh, the two, Starship Nugget, a first-time starter. The dam is unraced. Three of the four siblings won. The three, Ms. Tekka, drops after a, a slow start. The 10th place finisher from the debut won next out against Maiden Special. So she is a, at least exiting a, a strong race and it was just the debut. The four, by his grace, comes out of some Florida-bred races. She had a good start. She settled second, third in the two-path. She was just off. Uh, she took a shot at the leader before tiring. What I like is she's gone... A mile in her last couple starts And now we'll cut back to six and a half furlongs So uh, I'm fine with using her In some of the tickets Where you go a little bit deeper I like the five in here Are you royalty Gonna go first start off the claim This one's damn was a 14 time winner The lone sibling of this one uh, Was was a five time winner Was five for 15 And won four of those races at Gulfstream Park Including a stakes in her debut, RU Royalty took up right after the start. She was 10 lengths out of it. She angled to the outside. She was six wide at the back of the pack at the top of the lane when she's making her move. And she ends up running really well that day to get up for third. I think RU Royalty is a must-use in all exotics. I'll make a win wager if we can get even half of the morning line. To me, this one is much more like a 5-6-1 to one shot than the 12-1 to one that is slated. Um, the 6 is the first-time starter that will have to... Uh, be ready to rock Barn can pop I just like others more in here Like the 7 Liam's lookout Who was forced from the rail I think She's going to have A little bit of a different trip She has speed But she might not have to Go so hard She could show some speed And then maybe sit And press a little bit From the outside I'm just expecting A little bit more Of a A patient trip I'm not talking Five lengths off of it But maybe she's able to just Not be so Gunned From that inside draw the 8 Terra was a step slow But was uh, was not far out of it But did get stuck inside and behind horses um, Angled 5 wide early in the stretch And just missed I mean it's kind of hard to excuse her When her race at the maiden 50 level was pretty good The 9 Daily Grace Had a little bit of traffic um, to start Was the 2 path was in between Got shuffled back When moved through to angled around Was just a little bit flat late But she has speed And she faced maiden specials, Cal, uh, Calbred, uh, Florida bred maiden specials in uh, her two starts, and now is in for open maiden 50, which is sometimes more of a lateral move. I think we see a drop from maiden specials to maiden claimers, and we all automatically always think it's a drop. But a lot of times, the open company maiden claimers are actually better than the Calbred maiden specials. And then the 10 Joker lady, the dam was a three time winner, a couple sibs for this one. They both won. Another really kind of competitive, strong race in this uh, early pick five at Gulfstream Park. I'm gonna go five on top. Are you royalty? Five seven one I have as my top tier. So one five seven we'll have in all of the exotics. And then if you want to go a little bit deeper, uh, the eight, the four, and the nine would be the next group of horses that I would be including in the fifth. Race number six starts your late pick five. 
Uh, I like the three in here, just ain't right. Who's going to go second start off the long layoff? I think she has the opportunity to sit third in here. She has the posi- the positional speed to get herself into a good spot. I'm expecting Liza Starr to be flashing some speed. I'm expecting Day by Day to be flashing some speed. Maybe even Blaze and Betsy. And if they go, just ain't right, I, I hope can sit right behind them. She's going to be going first time on the dirt as a four-year-old. She's going back to the dirt, back to six furlongs, where she's been her best. This is her game. She likes it here on the main track at Gulfstream Park. And I think because you see she hasn't run well in a long time, but she has some excuses, right? Let's put a line through the July race. Uh... That was against Stakes Company, and that was also a race that sent her to the bench for the long time. And then they tried the grass last time out. She probably needed the race coming off of a long layoff. It looked like a race that, that we're just getting some fitness into her. I'm expecting her to take a nice step forward and improve in here. Just ain't right. Uh, the three we will use. The other two, I think the five and the six, Liza Star and Day by Day make a lot of sense. Flat, awesome. Jenny is really sharp in nice form if you want to go a little bit deeper in your late pick fives. But I think the three... Just ain't right. One to include in all those exotics. Race 7 will just be Captain Obvious here. I think it's just a verdict is in, and uh, the 2 and the 8 keepsake kitten won't spend a whole lot of time there telling you things that you don't really need uh, me to explain to you why the uh, the logical top choices look like the top choices. The 8th race is kind of similar. I, I do expect Dak Attack to run better. I, I'd, give him an op- I'd give him an excuse for that last effort on the turn back. I think the six is the price to include Hyde the Demon, who's coming off that nice win at Tampa. And then the two, Fast Pass, looks like the one to beat. So it'll be two, four, six in race number eight at Gulfstream Park. And then race number nine, uh, I like the four in here. Surf and Turf, who's going to go third start of the year. You're going to get a little more distance to work with. Just a small step forward puts him right into contention with these. Let's use the four Surf and Turf in all of our exotics, along with the five Lemonist, who's going to go first off the claim for that excellent Joseph Claim Barn, and then Vegas Kitten, who's going to go first off the claim there on the claim back, actually, for Maker. So four, five, six we'll use in the exotics in race number nine with the four Surf and Turf, the top selection. And then in race number 10, to close things out, uh, I'm a big fan of the six in here. And this is going to be one of our best bets of the day here with uh, with Rodeo Red, who is going to add the blinkers, and you're going to get a big jock switch today. Um, I think you can just put a line right through that February 20th race, just completely toss it. And let's look at the form prior to that. Well, Because he was four wide into the turn. He ended up eighth, three deep. He just lost a ton of ground. Easy race to excuse. You go two starts back, and if we're just playing him off the January 30 race, if he never runs on February 20th, he's going to be half the price that he would be on the morning line. I still think he might be in here. I think that's probably a, a morning line that's just a little bit too high. So if we can get anything over like 5-1, to one, that's fine. To me, he looks like a 9-2 to two type shot. Blinks on, big swap, jock switch, excuse the last effort, then you're going back and you're looking at a, a third where you're beating just a neck. And in that January 30th race, there were two next out winners. The 4th and the 8th place finisher both came back to win. They came back to win a maiden 50 and then a maiden 32. And then look at some of the other horses that Rodeo Red has faced. King Guillermo, your Tampa Bay Derby winner. Candy Tycoon, who came back to finish second in the Fountain of Youth. He's been against, he's hooked up with some really, really nice company. So Rodeo Red, going to make our top selection in race number 10 there at Gulfstream. The four mandate, hands down the one to beat. Took a shot on the dirt last out, but this one against better on the grass. Didn't really run that poorly, and he's going to be very, very tough in here. And then the number 10, 
Healy's Hope, who's going to go first start off the claim, two sprints to a route, stretches out, tries the grass for Linda Rice. 6 4 10 in race number 10 at Gulfstream Park. So let's go through some of the uh, the plays at Gulfstream Park for Wednesday, March the 25th. In race number 1, let's play a pick 5, 3 5 6 10 with 2 6 7 11 with 1 2 with 5 10 with 1 5 7. And then I'll play another one where we go uh, pick 5 where we go all with the two singled with 1 2 with 5 10 with 1 5 7. Those are in race number 1. And, you know, if you want to play a pick four or, or anything else, you can just kind of see how I have them stacked in each race. And then the sixth race of pick five, three, five, six with two, eight, with two, four, six, with four, five, six, with four, six, ten. And in race number one, we like the six, Fiez. Race number two, the two, looking fine as wine. Race three, the one, Baby Bell. Race four, the ten, Beach Traffic. The race number five, the five, RU Royalty. Race number six, the three, Just Ain't Right. Race number nine, the four, Surf and Turf. And race number 10, Rodeo Red. Make sure to include those in all of your exotics. Let's take a quick break. Let's hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll close things out with Oaklawn Thursday, March the 26th. One of the sponsors of That's What G Said podcast is Cindy Carava, full-service realtor. And I am here over in Glendora at Coldwell Banker with Cindy Carava. Cindy, how was 2019 for you? Tell us uh, a little bit about what uh, what kind of stuff you were working on. Hi, Gino. Thanks for having me. Uh, 2019 was just really great. Uh, I had a great year uh, selling homes all the way from Altadena, Arcadia, Monrovia, out to Upland and Ontario just recently. Um, the market has, has been uh, really good. Um, we're looking forward to 2020 with an increase in home prices about 5.8% this year, opposed to last year where it was a little softer. We saw uh, more like homes averaging about 3.5% in increase in value. Um, it's also looking great for buyers. Uh, the interest rates right now are gonna be staying under 4%. So if you've been on the fence about thinking about buying a home, Home, now is the time to do so with interest rates still staying low. And you offer more services than just the buying, selling, and leasing homes. Tell us about some of the other services that you offer and what a full-service realtor really is. So you're right, Gino. Besides me being uh, a full-service realtor of uh, finding properties for my clients to buy or selling their homes or finding rentals for them, um, I also have a plethora of resources like uh, handyman, contractors, electricians, plumbers. Uh, I even, if like I said, if you're thinking about getting a home loan, I actually work with two great lenders that I can recommend to anybody. And you're all over the internet, social media, websites. Let us know some of the places where we can find you. I know I've seen some reviews on Yelp and on Zillow. They, everyone always has positive things to say. Everybody hears me raving about you all the time. But where can uh, everyone else find out information about you or contact? Thank you, Gino. Yeah, I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, and uh, you can contact me on my website, which is www.cindycarava.com or my email, which is cindyc.realtor at gmail.com, or feel free to call or text me on my cell phone, which is 626-394-6400. Cindy is awesome. She's one of the kindest and most genuine people I've ever met. I promise you, you will enjoy every minute you interact with her. So thank you very much, Cindy. Uh, Appreciate all of your support from That's What She Said podcast. Thank you, Gino. Have a great day, everyone. Let's close things out here with a little Oaklawn for Thursday, and then we'll be back recording 
I'm gonna be putting the show together Thursday, so it'll probably come out early Friday. And I don't, I don't know if there will be any Friday races on there. It'll probably just be mainly weekend races, in particular the Gulfstream Park Hard on Saturday. But again, everything you know we're doing is playing it by ear. It's day to day to day right now because a lot of these tracks are, are still you know figuring things out. If something happens, unfortunately, they have to cancel. So. Hopefully that won't be the case and everything uh, goes well on the health front. So let's go to Oaklawn for March the 26th and this is Thursday. Let's go to race number one. I'm going to go to the eight, Italian Justice. I know I'm Italian, so you're thinking I'm just, I just play horses based on names, right? That's, I mean, you guys have seen the way that I handicap, you guys and gals. You understand that for me, it's just about names and numbers. I don't really care anything else. No, that's that's not the case. Let's go look at why we like Italian Justice a little bit. Okay, his last couple races, I mean, overall, he's been really good. Go all the way back to his career debut. He actually was favored in his debut and just never really got involved at, at Ellis. And then since then, he's really only run one bad race. That was at Keeneland against a, in a tough maiden race that's a $150,000 maiden claimer. So that's actually like a maiden special eight. That's not like a maiden claimer. Drops in at Churchill for 30, and then for 15, and was solid in both of those races. And and then the, the last couple starts. So let's go to February the 15th. Fine start. Ends up fourth early on behind three horses that are battling. So he's getting she's getting a perfect trip. But she stays inside as that group kind of starts to separate themselves and break up a little bit. They're not hooked, you know, three across the track anymore. And she stays inside. She... She got a great opening though. She's waiting and then gets a great opening. No real excuses. She was in tight because she couldn't quicken with the others when they started moving up at the top of the lane. It was still a very good effort. She was third. It was her first start in a couple months. And, it, you know, there, it was against 16 non twos. Then she drops in to the 10,000 non two claiming level. And she again draws the rail. And she has to take a hold early. And then she ends up. Working out a really nice spot on the inside She moves through in between And around and just off the leader And absolutely crushes that group Now she's going to move into a barn Who's been really hot First start off the claim, the Martin barn They've won with 5 of their last 8 First off the claim horses And those wins have come At 5-1, to 15-1, to 6-1, to 4-1 to And 5-2, to two. so what that tells me is They can win With any horses off the claim Or right now they're really doing a good job Moving horses up off the claim And spotting them well Not necessarily like you claim a horse Who's going to be odds on And anybody can win back with a horse like that right? I always like to see what the prices are That that Barnes can win with first start off the claim So Italian Justice Going to go inside to outside Drew the rail back to back times Actually he's drawn the inside If you look at all of the recent draws have been, you know, rail, rail, three, rail, two. So now you're getting to the outside with a horse like her who has tactical speed but doesn't need to be on the lead, can sit and pass horses. This draw is going to be so beneficial for her. So um, to me, I'm not playing any early exotics. I'm I'm just going to probably play this one to win if we can if we can get like over two to one. I think Italian Justice Deserves uh, a, a lot of attention in here And if you play some of the early exotics or anything Maybe she's the one to single But I'm not a big fan of races 2, 3, 4, and 5 So I'm just going to play that race individually Race number 1 2 to 1 is, is probably my line I just don't want to get any any shorter than that on her And then we'll go and we'll play a late pick 4 Starting in race number 6 So get your past performances turned to race number 6 
I'm going to start the sixth with the number eight we're going to have on top here in race number six. That's whole lot of luck. So this barn's been a little bit cold at the meet, but they're better than that. This horse, they with, uh, particularly with this horse, they claim for eight, and then they tried better off the claim. They tried 16, so you're just in a little bit too tough in, in there. And now you're going to be in a spot that on paper really shapes up a lot better for you running style-wise, right? You look at this field, and uh, I'm thinking, you know, Esposito, Adulator, you spit 10s, you split 10s, Cristo, you're probably going to get some speed from combinations of those four. They all seem like they've got enough pace to set it up for this guy. That is whole lot of luck who's going to go for the drop second start off the claim. I like the eight in here getting the trip. The six, you split tens. Very live first off the claim for uh, the new barn who's really good. Um, a really nice claiming barn. Just kind of a sharp, underrated barn too. And then the, the seven, Cristo. Oh, Cristo, my old buddy. He's a nine-year-old now. On September the 28th, 2013, in a pick five, it was leg four of the pick five, and I had Christo singled, and I had all in the last race, and caught a couple prices earlier, and it would have been what people refer to as a life-changing score, Um, likely would have been a score for at least a couple hundred thousand dollars, and I believe it was a pick five that carried over, I gotta gotta be more specific on that, but um, I always remember Christo just uh, he got me a couple times early on in his career when he was very highly regarded and he was you know thought of as a a derby contender here, uh, a, you know one of those you know prep contenders early on in his career. So anytime I see old Christo, I I shake my head. But he he actually fits pretty well in this spot, and I wouldn't be shocked just to kind of see him involved all the way around. So let's go eight six seven in race number six at Oakland Park. Start of a, a late pick four. In race number seven, I'm going to start with the seven Gemini Journey. I, I don't like the fact that we, you know, we mentioned uh, jockeys that are, are struggling a little bit. Uh, Lara is just two for seventy nine at the meet uh, at Oakland Park. Tough to to key in on a horse like that, right? But I'll just kind of have him slightly on top of some others in here. To me, this is the race where you got to spread out because I, I mean, the one there are six horses that come out of that March fifth race and. A couple of them ran pretty well. Like the one, she's a lucky one. Run ran better than it looks on paper. She finished right behind the number ten, Dave's baby girl, that day. So I think you have to use both of them in your exotics. The eleven is tough to leave. Uh, the eleven is the price in here for me, right? Okay, you don't claim a horse for twelve five or for sixteen, what you did last time out, and then drop them in for sixty two. You know, months later, so there's obviously been some issues and things haven't gone to plan with Ivy's College Fund. But we're not talking about a horse who's going to be two to one. We're talking about a horse who's going to probably be ten to one. So if she is a, a good price, that's where you include her. I, I don't have as many knocks on a horse like her if at a bigger price. So let's make sure to include her in in a lot of our exotics. The four JP's Gladys. I think if you put a line through the races that are on an off racetrack. Um, March 13th, January 26th Cross those races out Cross out the finishes And then look at the form How much better does does her form look? Well, you got to win against the 8,000 time restricted claimers Prior to that you have a couple good efforts at Mahone, Mahoning and at Thistle Down I think JB's Gladys is obviously a, a contender in here The number 6, Sira, Who's another one who you can kind of do similar, right? Can you make excuses for the last two starts for this 5-year-old mare Because they were on off racetracks? I mean, I can 
So that's another one to include. So for me, this is the spread race. I have 7 11, 10 1, 4 6 in race number seven, but no real strong opinion on any of them. I do have a pretty strong opinion, though, on horses in the last two races. Uh, in race number eight, I'm definitely going to be playing a few bucks to win on the nine, Seven Nation Army, whose most recent start. So he's set up very well in here. On February the 8th, it was his first start since September. So a race that he he probably needed. It was a race that's already come back live and produced next out winners. And then on February the 21st, most recently, he broke well. He pressed very nicely. He was just off in second. He moved to challenge. It was a, just a really solid second that day. And there were two next out winners. The third place finisher, Principe Guillerme, came back to win a 50 claimer next out. And the sixth place finisher, K Choice, came back to win next out. And he beat Silver Ride, who you see, Silver Ride, the number four in here, lost to K Choice on March the 14th. Seven Nation Army is coming out of a really good race. I think he's gonna get a, he's gonna get bet a little bit if he. Just progresses one slight little step In his third start off the bench Getting ready to take another step forward in his form cycle He doesn't have to do much more to beat this group I think he's going to be really, really well placed He's drawn to the outside He has speed But his best effort is when he's able to just Press right off And I think he'll be very, very tough to get by in here So after the 9 We'll go to the 6 12th labor who's you know obviously very logical Like to me it's six, seven, eight, nine in here But I will have the 9 on top And maybe we can play the 9 in a couple tickets Where we can get a little separation here In 7 Nation Army um, No nothing really uh, No outside the box on the others Right the the 7 strolling Comes off of a good win for Barkley Who, who does well with uh, limited stock And then Candy Cornell you know Very obvious contender who um, he's always had talent And he seems like he's really been putting it together As of late for Diodoro So 9, 6, 8, 7 In race number 8 We'll close things out in race number 9 At Oaklawn Park With the, the price of the 7 Beaver Hat Okay, Beaver Hat Has sprinted twice In his debut was at Hawthorne He was sprinting And he completely missed the break And, and then last time out same thing, and on March the 5th at Oaklawn against Maiden 65s, it was even worse because he misses the break, then he moves inside, he's right up on the heels of a rival, he stops, he gets shuffled, he has to angle around five wide, now he's going to put two starts together, he's going to stretch out, he should have a lot more fitness today than he's had in either start, and if he just breaks well, I wouldn't be shocked to see him show a lot more speed, not where he's like on the lead, but just sitting much closer in here. The 10, first citizen Good third, showed speed Got a big figure in that one And you know what, he wasn't even really disgraced When he faced better against Maiden Special Weights At Fairground, so he's always shown some ability The number 10, first citizen And then the 9, Byron to be wild um, To me, though, he, he actually comes out of the same They were the, the, the first two races for First Citizen and Bayern to be wild Were the exact same two races December 28th at Fairgrounds And January 20th at Fairgrounds And First Citizen outfinished Bayern to be wild In both of them But you are seeing some improvement now From Bayern to be wild So I will use those two Along with the seven Seven, ten, nine Are the three for me to close out Race number nine at Oaklawn Park So at Oaklawn Here are uh, some of the plays uh, we'll go a pick four in race number six, six eight with one four six seven ten eleven with six seven eight nine with seven nine ten another ticket. We'll go six seven eight with one seven ten eleven with six nine with seven nine ten. 
and the horses to include throughout the uh, the card. First race, the number eight, Italian Justice. Sixth race, the number eight, Whole Lotta Luck. Eighth race, the number nine, Seven Nation Army. And the ninth race, the number seven, Beaver Hat. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of That's What G Said Podcast, folks. We'll be back in just a couple days. And on that episode, we'll talk some NFL. We'll talk some wrestling. We'll talk some Florida Derby and the undercard at Gulfstream Park. And uh, we'll focus in on the Texans uh, with uh, with Chad Cooper. So I think we have like three or four interviews lined up. We'll be an action-packed show. We might even have to break it into two shows with the Pass the Wire edition to kind of see how long those interviews roll. And uh, if you can, head on over. Download, subscribe, rate, review If you're listening on YouTube, just click that subscribe button for me It's a big help If you're on iTunes, if you could subscribe If you're on SoundCloud, same thing And then you'll get all the shows sent to you If you could pass these around to your friends Who um, you think might be interested in the show That would be a big, big help Always appreciate um, hearing And and I always uh, love hearing from you Question, comment, selection, concern You want to share a a pick, you want to share a bet Anything at all, you want to ask if I can Cover something on a certain segment You know, on a different episode Always, thanks for tuning in folks Stay safe out there, and we'll be back In just a few days with another episode of That's What G Said Joey Cleveland, take it away